Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Daryl Blackburn, who will be sitting in for Matt Watson today. Hi, Daryl. Hi, Matt. How's it going? It's going well. That's good. Well, we're going to talk about some things today that aren't going well. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of industries that are dying. I'll tell you what, the landscape of business is changing. Rapidly. I mean, rapidly. And, you know, that's the you know, being topical, we've been looking for a new office space for full scale and how much retail space is available. To say we had this exact conversation yeah. last night in yeah. passing kind yeah. of led to today. The answer to how much retail space is available out there is almost all of it. So we thought that'd be a good uh, segue into discussing, you know, some industries that are dying and changing. And, you know, this would be a little bit of a different format. Uh, we have some numbers and we're going to kind of breeze through them, but I we really just felt that the, uh, um, the listeners would kind of enjoy getting some interesting stats about different industries, some of which are on this list are uh, kind of interesting. Let's just dive right in. Uh, talking about photo finishing, man. It's a good start. Who prints out their photos anymore? Who uses a camera that's not their iPhone or Android phone now? Yeah. Now, here's what's crazy is it says in 2012 that there was $1.5 in revenue for this industry. And now in 2017, it uh, had $897 million. That's still a lot. Like, it's just, yeah, that's interesting. I, uh, you look at a lot of uh, companies like Polaroid or whatever. Didn't Polaroid like become a blockchain company? Or something crazy like that, yeah, like was, a hard pivot, yeah. like this stuff we didn't even, you know, you didn't even do. But, um, you know, that those kind of changes, I mean, that's pretty significant. You just talk about the world of digital stuff. Um, that's pretty big. I'm honestly, are you surprised that it's still 897 million? Uh, I'm, I'm more surprised that it's only 11% decrease. I would have thought that it was a little more rapid than that right now. Is that, uh, but that I, 11%? Is that year over year? Because that's about a 50% decrease. Yeah, it's year over year. So it went down 11%. Or, yep. uh, we're sorry. We're uh, For those of you listening, we're trying to learn how to maybe our own industry is dying because <laughs> we're not experts at reading our own notes here. So it's down 11% from last year. From, That's a lot. Yeah. Uh, you know what's crazy is I bet people are taking more pictures now than any other time in the history of pictures. I mean, they have to be. Instagram's the number yeah. one social media by far. Yeah, and just selfies and every, you know, before you didn't have a camera. I mean, I literally, everyone's got a camera. My kids have cameras. Yeah. And they're two and four. It's actually changed the way society works now. People True. want want pictures instead of autographs, and yeah. everyone's looking to film or video the next viral moment. Do you want my autograph? No. I, I think I, I have think some. You have probably have a whole bunch <laughs> of them. So. Um, and for those of you that have not, had the pleasure of uh, experiencing a startup hustle episode with Daryl. Daryl has worked with me for 10 years and is currently the COO and CFO of full scale heavily on the CFO right now, which is, yeah, which <laughs> is an industry for us as an industry is certainly not dying. Um, all right. So next appliance repair. 
2012, 3.68 billion. In 2017, 3.48 billion. Down 5% year over year in this study. Um, wow. Consumers are opting to buy new appliances instead of fixing them. How American is that? Well, the cost of a, of building and making new appliances has dropped so drastically. Uh, according to our notes, Sears and Best Buy were kind of the leaders in the industry. Obviously, Sears has went through some massive restructure. Gone. And it's basically dead. Yeah, it's uh, not even basically dead. I was reading yeah. an article about what it was. It was uh, written by a manager of a Sears, and the article was titled "What It's Like to Pilot," a, or like what it's like to be the captain on a dying ship. Yeah, so, going down it was with just the talking, plane. Just total shit show there. And you know, you look at even things like uh, when you talk about appliances. So J.C. Penney, who's another struggling mass retailer, just started selling appliances. But, right. you know, it's uh, and, you know, well, I think and, some of it, too, is, uh, you know, one of the things we're talking about here is is uh, in order to engage more buyers, manufacturers are giving longer warranties. And I'd also like to think that maybe we get better at building things and they don't break as much. Yeah, I think that it's a lot of the warranty. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think it's the former. Yeah. I mean, that's one of those things that there's two ways to grow. You can either get more customers or you can make more off your current customers. So that's the True. thing that you sell an appliance. Now you also have the chance to sell them a warranty. So that that repair need is slowly dying off. Also true. Okay, next. Oh, wow. DVD game and video rental. I feel like we should have saved this one for last. <laughs> I mean, wow. Um, so, you know, this, I mean, if you didn't see this coming, then you're blind. But, you know, you're talking about, I mean, who, who actually rents, uh, you know what I would I, back to God, I'm really and rapidly realizing how many weird articles I read. So I was reading, I uh, saw an article about the people that still get Netflix delivery. Yeah. It's because there's twice the selection. Oh, really? Yeah. Because certain that. things pop in and out of the web, the, like the app or the, the web streaming platform. Rights, yeah, 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 yeah. So like you can just get it. So there's some people that just hang on to that and. You know, that's like, I don't know, it just feels or seems weird. But I mean, obviously, this is all stuff that is able to have digital delivery. Um, Blockbuster's gone. I know. One of the getting nostalgic. That's my whole childhood. I know. Out the door. I know. Like, I'm, yeah, the Blockbuster card. You know, Blockbuster once referred me to collections over like $4. Oh, well, yeah. it's your own fault. I know it is, but thank you. And I'm glad <laughs> you went out of business just for that. So, all right, this is this next one, something that you have a little bit of experience with. You, uh, um, man, we're just going to keep saying nice stuff about you. Don't you have a degree in finance from like a top 10 business school? Or I do. Something? Well, and, you're, and you're wearing the shirt today. I God. am. You're like one of those assholes that went to Harvard, aren't you? You're no. Like, you're like, when I was in Cambridge. <laughs> I mean, I did pass the Series 7 and 63 test to become a licensed stockbroker. Show so. off. So money market and banking revenue is down. Um, down 4% from 2016 to 17 over the five-year gap of the 2012 to 2017. Uh, it's not down a ton, but it is down. I mean, what's the reason for that? I mean, I think some of that is cyclical in nature. There's, uh, I mean, there's... The obsession with crypto probably played a little bit of it played into that a little bit. There's there's a lot of a bunch of varying factors, but I think a lot of that's just cyclical. I think Until I see it, more numbers, I won't write that industry off. Yeah, I won't either. But I bet some of that dip could have something to do. Like, the, okay, so this study started in 2012. 
which is still at the kind of the end years of the financial crisis. And then other things too is, you know, that, that removed disposable or investable income from a lot of people's bank accounts, which, you know, I mean, in America, we're great at spending more than what we make. So rapidly rising cost of living in some places and who knows. Oh, this next one, man, this is literally just a list of like, oh, I'm so, I don't ever want to be on this list. <laughs> All right. Newspaper publishing. What's a newspaper, man? I have no idea. They predate me. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think the only thing that's a little, <laughs> what about the yellow pages? So I have never in my life, in my adult life, had a newspaper delivered. I have um, at one point, but it was because it was a gift from my dad, who's yeah. 76. Thanks, dad. <laughs> By the way, you want to talk about getting referred to collections. I apparently didn't like I, that was like a recurring subscription. Almost happened again. I didn't like do something like I got a gift of a year subscription to the Kansas City Star and then it ended, but they kept delivering it. And I was like, OK, that's weird. And apparently I didn't opt out. Oh, I was, yeah. So they, I, yeah, I got a little yeah. salty about I that. I mean, I, th I think the only thing I've ever done is subscribe online. To yeah. All and my that's that, publications. That's where that models. I mean, but think about it. It's just so much better. I mean, not only is it not using like a freaking forest with a paper every day, there's yeah. people that have to deliver those papers. It's also instantaneous. By the time you get the newspaper, it's old news. It's easier to just do it on online. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I subscribe to the wall street journal, you know, and I, I read articles through their app. Right. But past that, I don't do a whole lot. And yeah, like you said, the online. Um, the most shocking thing on our notes, $23.7 worth of revenue still, still in 2017. Still. Yeah. Wow. I know. Isn't that nuts? And you know, the crazy thing too is like there's a big trickle effect with that because think about how much uh, print media advertising goes right. into all that. So, you know, when I, when I used to live in Washington, D.C. and I, I bought ads. I ran a chain of Yamaha piano stores there like a thousand years ago. And by the way, we should add that into the list of dying industries, the piano industry. Right. So at one point, since I quit that in 2007, and I had worked for the world's largest manufacturer of electronic musical instruments, which is Roland. And since that point, 80% of the accounts that I had are gone. They're out of business. Just like, and that was actually all the stuff that's killing the things that are in these dying industries are digital products. That's what killed the piano industry. Right. Digital products, man. Mm -hmm. Digital pianos, but still people just weren't doing that stuff. They moved on to other things or playing Guitar Hero. And, right. you know, the, the whole entire music industry, musical instrument industry is like Guitar Center, who's a publicly traded company and a staple of the industry. They are battling hard to stave off like a complete shutdown. So, um, and some of that was chopped into by Amazon, like a guitar pedals easily shippable. So are picks and things like, and strings and shit. You don't want to drive to guitar center to go get, cause you can still wait two days for it to arrive. I mean, we could have just put a blanket statement and said, all of these industries are dying because of Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that was, well, you, thanks for spoiling my outro. <laughs> no, but it's true. All right. So recordable media. That's tapes, discs, once again, digital wins. You know, what's crazy is you talk about some of that stuff. And, you know, I was just talking about the music industry. When I used to work in the music industry, a digital recorder was like, 
like the small ones were like the size of a, of a yellow pages phone book. They were right. freaking big. They were bulky. And now you can literally do that right into your phone. Right. And back to digital and stuff like that. You talk now use the music industry. Like you used to go to guitar center and you'd buy a guitar tuner. Right. It's an app, app in your phone now. Oh yeah. Just easy. So you Everything's can do so much. In. I think it's pretty cool. Like I actually like it. I think all these things that are dying honestly may have deserve, may deserve it. Like this, it's a, there's a better way. Yeah. Mostly. I'm cool with that. And yeah. then, and then on some regards, like, you know, like, I mean, realistically, like the environmental impact of newspaper publishing isn't favorable. Like, why do we need to be chopping down trees? It just isn't, like you said, it's old news the moment you get it. Right. Like literally so much fake news could come out between the time. Of, <laughs> I mean, but you could have a world of change. Okay. This next one's interesting. Considering the growth in housing and other stuff, uh, hardware manufacturing. So, hmm. Talking about names like, and, th and that went from 2012 from 7.48 billion. Man, that's a big drop for that. In 2017, 6.63 billion. Talking about Stanley, Black & Decker, Ingersoll Rand. You know, my wife's uh, uh, father worked for Ingersoll Rand for 20 years. Right. As a, basically a, as a district manager or something, and they've done a lot of cutbacks. Yeah, I think the easy answer to this one is easily it, the world has become so globalized, imports are easier than ever. True, true. And then, you know, another thing, too, is with certain things and products like you know, you manufacture them and, and I hate to keep going back to music here, but like with pianos, like those things last fucking 70 years, right? Like you can go yeah. get a used one. You like buy you, a new I mean, one every two years. Yeah. Yeah. You really don't. And the, the same thing with, uh, um, you know, like, I don't know, it, it's definitely has to do with the, the cheapness of stuff. Well, yeah, I, I, pretty interesting note here that we have, or that, that we kind of touch on imports, but imports currently account for more than 50% of all metal hinges, handles, keys and locks sold in the United States. And that's up from 29.3% in 2002. So you can see a drastic shift in the market in the cost of goods and where we get them. They're taking yep. the industry in the wrong way. I'm surprised at the countries that we have listed for where they come from. China, Mexico, and Canada. I'm not surprised with China. I'm, uh, I get Mexico, but Canada? Huh. It's a little surprising. It's an interesting one. It is. The, this whole entire next one is actually very surprising to me. The shoe and footwear manufacturing. You and I are both sneakerheads. Yep. I thought at one point I was maybe propping this whole industry up. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Um, a little surprised with that considering I haven't seen the price of Nikes or Adidas drop. Well, that's because I think it's a giant market and I think that 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 end is on the imports coming into Walmart and Target and your normal households. It's not the Nikes so, and Adidas of the world. They're so not, flourishing. You, you mean everyone in the world doesn't buy overpriced Yeezys <laughs> like I do? No. So, okay. so that higher end is flourishing. It's the, the lower end. And once again, imports. You yeah. can so easily import I, those. The reason I'm surprised with this, and so in 2012, $1.7 billion. In 2017, $1.5 I thought first off, I thought the sneaker, the sneak, the shoe and footwear industry was bigger than that. Yeah, I, Everybody I, wears shoes. Yeah, I would like to know what the criteria for this. Yeah, I'm a little curious. Is. Maybe we'll do a little follow up there, but yeah, because think about it, you have seven billion people on the planet. I have a hard time believing that the average spend on each of them is sixteen cents. 
per foot per person, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we're going to have to follow up and clear this up. Nike reported a 2017 revenue of 34.4 billion. Yeah. My point is, which was up. Yeah. 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 So, okay. Well, we're going to strike this one from the record because I think we've got some inaccurate data here. Um, this next one's an industry that I'm thinking about getting into costume and team uniform manufacturing. No doubt. Numbers I mean, pop. I'll tell you what, 986 million to 889 million. You know what? I bet a lot of that has to do with uh, the ease of use of, of, of manufacturing some of this stuff. Like if you really wanted to make, if you really wanted to make, uh, jerseys for your softball team you can Mm -hmm. go online do that pretty quick i don't know man who knows yeah and i I think where it's probably taking a hit is you can still go on order that same jersey online i think the manufacturing is probably just moved to a different country at this point yeah i think you're right too i mean you know i don't know i mean with the way that sports and other things are growing man that must just it's talking about manufacturing it's not necessarily talking about retail so yeah Hmm. i think this is just getting leaner and, and what it costs to produce, and it's driving the market down a little bit for revenue. I'd be interested to see what the actual margin is, though, if they're now operating at a much higher margin and just a lower revenue. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I think anything related to clothing, I mean, just, you know, I don't know. I mean, they make it pretty cheap and bring it in here and kind of margin on some of it. Yeah. So like a, a clothing manufacturer and people that like, especially that own their own stores, like they're, they're aiming for like an 80% margin. And some of that's because some of that stuff, they'll never sell it. Right. They send it over to somewhere. Like mm-hmm. you ever seen the, the, uh, the, um, pictures or videos of like all the people in Africa that are wearing the Super Bowl shirts for the yeah. team that didn't win. The, they think ever that the Patriots have never won a Super Bowl. The, the, no, no doubt. So the, uh, there is literally so much clothing in the world that like, you talk about, you know, people like, oh, well, I'll donate it, you know, Goodwill and some of those things. They they throw away 90% of the t-shirts that are donated. They're right. like, people don't even want them anymore. They like, you know, they're not even worth shipping to wherever they ship them to. And, you know, I don't know, man. Well, it's got to be way more expensive to ship them than it is just to get rid of them. You know, and then last on the list here is women's and girls apparel. Um, based on the amount of shopping that I've seen my wife do over the last decade, I have a hard time believing that this industry is shrinking. Are are you propping this one up as well? I feel like maybe my own, I might need to review my own personal economy (laughs) Um, because some of this stuff uh, is definitely there. Now, what do you attribute to this this to? Again, outsourcing. I think it's just getting cheaper to make. Uh, Again, I would be interested to see if the, the profit margins are rising on some of this stuff. It's getting cheaper to manufacture. You could sell it at a little bit lower cost. I'd like to see the true reflection of their financials to see the health of it. Um, I mean, obviously, the revenue's down from eight point six to eight point two seven billion. Mm-hmm. That's still pretty hefty. You know what? Going back to the shoe and footwear manufacturing, this is manufacturing. This isn't retail. Nike reports all that revenue. Well, first off, a lot of that's close, right? Okay, but the manufacturing industry itself could still be down with the sales still being up. This is another industry that, op- I mean, do you really think it costs $200 to make an Air Jordan? I mean, unfortunately we all know about the, 
the working conditions right. that Nike's had in the past. And they're There's, pretty shitty, but it probably costs like four bucks to make it. I mean, if that. And then LeBron gets 80 of it. Yeah. Or whoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, okay. So out of these industries that are on here, are you surprised by any of this? No. I mean, I, I so one, two, three, four, five are manufacturing. Yeah. I mean, not at all surprising half of these industries. And I, I mean, we've obviously just identified some of the low hanging fruit here. There's many more. There's a lot of things. The, just the world in general is changing on the way that we operate and where we need to focus moving forward so that we can grow and be productive and continue to be cutting edge. Uh, so half of this list being manufacturing, not at all surprising to me. I mean, when we're talking about a dying industry though, like that's always a big question. Cause you know, we, we brought the show in talking about retail. Well, re while certain retail stores are and chains are becoming extinct, a lot of them aren't. Right. I mean, some of them, it's kind of like, it's, I mean, I, I wonder if there's some Darwinistic tendencies here. Like what did we drive by last night that I was, when I was like, how is this place even in business? Was yeah. it like Tuesday morning? Yeah. Is that what it, I couldn't is it? explain what they sold. I, I, nor have I ever been in one. And, you know, we were out looking for office space and they had a lot of space. I mean, that was like yeah. a good three, 4,000 square cap foot retail on a big and an end cap. Yeah. Strip mall. Yeah. Like what the fuck do they sell? Yeah. Junk. You know, like, I mean, for real, like, and so, I mean, there could be some Darwinistic tendencies in there. You know, you talk about things like, I mean, the department store in general, like how big is a JCPenney's or a Sears or whatever? Right. Like Sears is definitely something that got slayed, not only by Amazon, but then when people started buying their appliances at places like Lowe's, right? Sears was done, mm -hmm. done. Well, now Sears has a retail deal through Lowe's. Oh, I bet. I bet. They sell all of their tools and that, that whole craftsman line through Lowe's. So as a pivot on their part, that was smart. They stopped manufacturing from their standpoint and trying to market and sell their own product. And now they're just licensing it through another big box store. And, you know, there's, when I look at the chains that seem to be closing, they're all places that have these like mega stores. Mm -hmm. Is that well, a lot of those big department stores are now moving towards more boutique stores. Right. Like right. Macy's is closing thousands of stores across the country. Every big retailer like That's that is. because it's department. If you can't succeed in all the departments, then you're wasting your time. And then also, do you it's know how- online that, too. It's also the amount of capital it takes to keep all that right. shit on hand. The, the brick and mortar model in general, especially yeah. large brick and mortar model. So- It's just so much easier and it's more cost effective to just do it online. And, you know, Andrew Morgans is coming in next week to talk to us a little more about Amazon. But, you know, when you look at I, I saw a chart that was showing the online, you know, they're up to like 54 percent, you know, and yeah. like and it's just so easy. Like, that's the thing. It's 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 so easy. And wait till the the drones come drop your stuff off. Uh, they've they started piloting that in Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's going to be weird. Same day drop off via drone. I'm curious to see what the success rate's going to be with that, especially in the beginning. <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of rednecks out there that are probably going to take take shots at those things and like uh, just the general like I don't know, man. They better be pretty smart. I mean, how many of them are of just going to be flying through at all I times? Know. I know. I wonder about that. I mean, and you know how they're going to deal with that? You know, it, you talk about industries that are changing as well, like it's possible that when we do this again in a few years, so what Uber and Ly did Lyft go public and 
or Uber or did both of them, did they actually do it? Uh, I don't know. They're getting close. Sure, yeah. So yesterday, Am- or, uh, Tesla announced that in a year, they expect to have about a million robo cars. So if you have a Tesla and it has the, the, the self-driving thing, you could literally put your car to work without you can let it go do it. And they said that now who knows if they pull this off, but they have the infrastructure to do it. And, it, and they have the, like, it, it'll be an app just like the same thing. So they said that they could theoretically do ride sharing. So I guess it, Uber left, depending on the time of day or where you're at, it's like two to three bucks a mile. still. Mm-hmm. they said they can do it for like 18 cents. Wow. So there doesn't have to be a person in it. It doesn't have to buy gas. Yeah. Didn't have to do a lot of things. Is like that a, a future dying industry? Yeah, that's my point. <laughs> that's my point. Think about that. That's highly disruptive if right. they launch that. And then, you know, and Elon Musk is sitting there talking about, now, you know, I never know what to think about Tesla because you talk about retail. Like they were about to open like 300 stores and then they decided to have none. Right. But when you look at something like what I just described, imagine your car being able to go out and earn revenue for you. While you're at work. Yeah. While you're Passive at work, income. while you're at yeah, just all the time when you weren't using it. Yeah. Now, who knows what kind of condition it's going to be in after. But, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of weird to think that in, that 12 months from now, you're gonna, you could look around and like there's just someone sitting in the back of a Tesla and there's no one driving it. And yeah. I welcome that. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it yeah. too. I, I, I am very much looking forward to my car driving me home. You know how I feel about, about low value activities, driving. Yeah. Sure. Driving's fun in some cases, but I'd prefer to do other shit, man. Like maybe get something done or right. take a nap or after some of the events that we go to, maybe just really take a nap. <laughs> so, okay. What's not on here that you think should be? I mean, obviously retail in, in some yeah, regards. But... That's really the low-hanging fruit. I mean, anything that can be easily shipped, mm-hmm. I think, is on here. That's the low-hanging fruit, that the infrastructure that and model that Amazon has put in place and now all these other big retailers are following. It's just so easy to ship everything now. Would and you... it's so fast. And now, and now we're getting to the point where we don't want to go to the store as consumers. You remember ten, 10 years ago when we started the ticket company that we ran for a lot of years after that? Um, you know, we said at one point, you know, should we, have a, should we have a location? And do you remember how adamant I was? I was like, I don't want to do anything in any industry where it's easy to ship. Right. Because we're going to get crushed. Yep. And like, why would you ever need to go anywhere to pick up your tickets? Like, actually, they charge you $25 to ship you your tickets now. Right. Because they don't want you to do it. It's a deterrent. Yes, it is totally a deterrent. And, you know, but that goes for a lot of things. I mean, and you look at a lot of stuff, too, like, oh, I have no idea about the validity of this, but something like Cartridge World, those things are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And But the thing is, is like, you know, you would think that something like that, that's light easy to ship. Like I would feel like some of those chains would be very volatile. Now, one thing that is probably going to take a big rise and is just still services, Mm -hmm. just general services. And think about it. Like, so six years ago, we started building Gigabook and we knew the whole time that the norm and the expectation for online services was online booking. Right. And now that kind of technology, like no matter how big of a business you are, you, know, you can go to gigabook.com, 15 bucks a month. We'll take all your appointments online. We'll manage the whole thing for you, you know, and, and automate it. And, and, and that makes some people better business people. 
you For know, sure. so who knows, yeah. but yeah, it's going to, I don't know, man. I, I, I think there's a lot of things. I think this next decade is going to be really interesting because you also have, uh, you know, all these things that you talk about artificial intelligence. Well, the reason that manufacturing, the manufacturing's on this list and it's, and it's slowing down because the cost of labor is still high. Right. And it's actually rising. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get these big manufacturers and I was watching a, a thing on vice about this and it, it had, it was showing the Amazon factory. They have these little robots, these little square things with wheels and they move a whole pillar worth of shelves. And they do this like really just kind of beautiful dance and they line up and they basically, the pickers or the people that pack the stuff up, these things basically just line up and they roll. And then imagine like a a storage bin, but it has four sides. So it has product in it and it can spin around and like, I mean, it's making it so it's easier to pack stuff up. God, Amazon, we are, we're all going to work for Amazon. It's crazy. Need to get that figured out. Well, man, I'll tell you what, this has been interesting. Um, I do want to follow up because I, I want more information on the shoe and footwear. I think the secondary resale business of, of sneakers is, is alone is in the is six or seven billion. Oh yeah. You know, so I mean StockX alone does a couple million a day mm-hmm. is what, what my sources have told me. <laughs> what stadium yeah. goes was just purchased for around nine figures yeah. you got companies like urban necessities opening new locations they yep. just have a add another store that's actually an example of of the boutique retailer yep like sometimes you just want to go on the hunt for something man yeah you know, sometimes you don't but so. it's something distinguishable they've made it cool and yeah. it, there's a reason to be in the store yeah and that's and that's the main thing it's like and that's that that's the retail that will continue to do well is yeah, that uh, very ex- unique experience. Cool experience. Yeah, yeah. And that you see, I see a lot of stuff about that. That's actually, I think a business that'll, that you see a lot of, you know, life is more about experiences than things. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if we, if we morph out to that. Well, in order to not let our industry die, I'm going to get back to work. So Me too. thanks for sitting in. I'll see you next time, buddy. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.